When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. I love that intro. Um, yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Rodri Gigs on Football. It is Friday night. Club football is back. So we are going to have a little look at the Premier League. We're going to talk a little bit of championship. We're going to be in and out, previewing the weekend. It is the most brutally honest football show in the world. I stand by that sentence every single time. But it also includes a bit of top-class analysis and more. And uh, you know, no, no, no predictions and uh, no super six prediction and fantasy football this week. That returns tomorrow, so make sure you do your predictions and uh, get your team sorted. I did my subs, mate, for the fantasy league, so uh, you know, could be a different story this week. Could also be how many transfers did you have? Uh, I I I pretty much changed my whole team, mate. Oh really? Like, yeah, I just it was I hadn't been I hadn't logged into it since the start of the season, so. Yeah, there was a f- loads of players in there who were like out and injured and suspended, and it was just a w- it's a wasteland. But um, f- as I said to you before, mate, fantasy football, I just I always seem to do quite badly, so uh, I'm not anticipating a massive uptake. But let's have a look, innit? We'll do our uh, we'll do our predictions at the end, as you can see and you can hear. I am joined as ever by uh, ex Salford City winger, ex Bangor City, Aberystwyth Town. And of course, the title-winning Mosley team. It is Mr. Rodri Giggs. How the devil are you, my friend? You always miss one, don't you? FC United. Got to leave one off so you, <laughs> you bring it up. It was just like... I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a few of us as well you missed, but yeah. yeah, well, mate. In fairness, if I listed them all, we could be here <laughs> for a while, isn't it? He's like, the, the what's that, man? What's that? What's that? Right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Right? Very, very good. Like, like I gotta say, like last week, I was um, it was a hard week. I was feeling really shitty, like, and I was just everything was just becoming a bit on top. And then this week, I've been so busy, and kind of everything has clicked into place a little bit. And I got some really got some stuff going on and stuff to announce next week, and some exciting times. And then on top of all that, something else just fell into my lap. About 20 minutes ago, which I've been trying to sort out for a while, which is a nice little uh, bonus. So it's just one of them, yeah. Got to ride the highs and the lows, mate. Um, this time next week, I will be uh, hosting an evening with Darren Pearce at the Roman Tavern. I believe there's still a couple of tickets left. So if you do want to come along, 
in Cardiff. It's, uh, it's only £5 a ticket for this one, so uh, get involved. The, the link is in the description below. Please do come join us. It's going to be a cracking night. Uh, next Wednesday for the Cardiff City Fan Show live from the uh, Roman Tavern, uh, we have a, <clears throat> a special guest joining us to uh, to make a big announcement around the 15th of December. So, um, yeah, exciting times, lots going on. If you're a Cardiff City fan living in Cardiff, <clears throat> um, we've got some real fun events coming up to Christmas and uh, I'm excited by it and it's going to be fun. But uh, <clears throat> unfortunately you're not going to be at any of them because you're not coming down to Cardiff by that time, which is a bit gutting. I was hoping you might make the 15th, but uh, such is life, mate, isn't it? Such is life. Uh, we don't wake up till the 22nd. And well, that's the like, 8th, isn't it? Yeah, but we don't go back to the 8th, so get like 16 days, so, yeah. Part-timers, isn't it? Right. 8th of January going back. Jesus Christ. What is the world? So, mate, um, Obviously, we're going to kind of focus on club football coming back. But I do want to touch on, We obviously, you came on with me on Monday where we did the, I had a load of different Welsh fans on and we talked about, you know, the Turkey game was coming. How did you think Wales performed against Turkey? Um, yeah, this is okay. It's just, I think, um, it's weird then that these games aren't these, you know, there's a lot, lot, lot of things that can happen. But usually... What's predicted happens, you know, we end up going into the playoffs, Croatia win, and obviously Turkey go through. But, um, yeah, it was unlucky, really. Played played, played well, but really not, not well enough to, to win. Probably a draw was a fair result in the end. So, but uh, like we said, sort of, to wonder, the, the damage was done against Armenia at home, wasn't it? So, yeah, the, the way they defended against Armenia. Was awful, and um, I thought they 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 rectified that. And I thought overall, I thought they were really good. I thought I was really impressed actually by we didn't create a lot load of chances against Turkey, but there's also a reason Turkey won the group. You know, they got a lot of um, really good young players themselves. <laughs> They've got a few, you know, really experienced heads in there. But, I think what happens, sorry to interrupt me. I think what happens with teams like they, they had a bad. Four years to Kelly, I didn't qualify, yeah. and you know, so there's probably a, a mix up. Some some players have gone, and the young players have come in, and, and they've um, they've ended up winning the group and, and doing really well. So, uh, yeah, it's you know, it's really you should, you should be qualifying from that group, but like I say, you win the game against Armenian at home, and it's a different story. Yeah. Yeah, it was the start. I, I stand by what I said the other day. It was the, the start of the campaign kind of put us in a very difficult position to go about qualifying because we were always kind of chasing. Um, two players who did really impress me was Jordan James and um, Ethan Ampadu in the middle of midfield. I thought for two, you know, a twenty, uh, a nineteen-year-old and a what, twenty-two-year-old or whatever, like not just the way they played, you know, the aggression and the, and the legs. But the the want in the ball, like and taking responsibility for for dictating the play, and like there was one point towards the end of the game, Ethan Ampadu was in the box for like a corner. The ball broke back all the way to Danny Ward, and Ethan Ampadu sprinted from the box to the halfway line to pick it up in the centre back position to then go again, rather than you know hanging around in the box waiting for a long ball. He took responsibility, and I was. I just thought the, the the pair of them in the middle of the park were very good. Um, the the lad from Luton, I forget his name, the one who had the heart problems in the, the end of last season. Oh, Lock Lock I thought. Um, oh, Reese has just said in the comments there. I thought he was a bit of an improvement on uh, Mepham. Mepham. I thought they um, they just looked a bit more solid at the back. Wales did, and look. The draw you couldn't have asked for a more favourable draw in the playoffs. I think there's a I've seen a bit of arrogance, mind that Finland is going to be like a walkover, but I don't think you could have asked for anything more than to play Finland in the semi-final and then Estonia or Poland in the final. Like they are at home is the key thing. Yeah. You know, away from home, yeah. 
But Ethan Ampadu, you, you know, you, you reproduce now these young players with so much experience because Ethan Ampadu will look really strong. It's unfortunate Brooks didn't get a more experience because with his with his illness and stuff. But for, thankfully he's recovered now. But he's obviously lost a, a year or two. But Harry Wilson, you, you've seen all these these players now. Roden, um, massively experienced, aren't they? At international level for yeah, their ages. Now they've, they've got three or four years under the belt and. You're going to sit, sit, read the words of that, but even Jordan James, he's getting experience now, but he's going to be a, a good player in, in the future as well. But well, interestingly, um, I did a video the other day of five players that um, I think Cardiff should go after in January or certainly have a look at, and Jordan James was on that list because he wasn't playing for Birmingham. I just think he's shown what he can do at international level. It's a no-brainer if you can sign him for like a million or two, go get him because he's exactly. The sort of player which would improve the, to the team and the squad. Um, but since Rooney's come in, he's been starting for Birmingham. So I'm not sure if he, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he probably would have been available. Would he be now? I don't know. But it's certainly yeah, he's... That's so much more than two home games. No, no, absolutely, mate. Like, to have two home games in a playoff, I think, no matter who you're playing, you're going to, you know, fancy your chances in a one-off game at home. I, I, didn't, I didn't fancy Ukraine. I didn't fancy Poland, but in a final at Cardiff, I would fancy us. Yeah, and look, I think they had so I have seen a bit of arrogance there, like thinking that Fort Finland is a foregone conclusion. No, 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 it's no. It's just you just just no. You're just saying if if obviously yeah. you can't get through these and you can't look past these because it's still an international side, but home game against yeah. Finland. You would still expect us to go on and, and win it. You know, Pukay is their centre forward. Yeah. You know, come on. Is it? No. Don't get me wrong. He's no more. He's a he's a very good goal scorer, but you know, he's not quick. He's, he's you know, aging. He's like thirty-four he's or something. Like that. Do your job. Yeah. He's not going to get a look in. So. Yeah, I agree with. Um, and I think actually, because obviously the, the 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 playoff games are not till March, are they? March. Yeah. So I think. Um, what they need to do is whether he goes to Cardiff or elsewhere. We, from a Welsh point of view, Kiefer Moore has got to go somewhere to play, because um, we looked much better with Brennan Johnson in the side. But that's because Brennan Johnson has been playing regular football for Spurs. I think he would help uh, some teams down there as well. You know, Luton, uh, Burnley. Don't think yeah, he's a type Burnley player now. I think he would have been no. two or three years ago. Yeah, no, no, you're right. But um, yeah, Luton, obviously uh, Bournemouth, and that, uh, uh, where he's at. So there's, there's two or three clubs that he could end up at. Oh, he yeah, could end he, up at Cardiff. Yeah, I think there's a relatively good chance that they end up at Cardiff. Like I know he was very close to going in the summer, but the, the his replacement, the deal fell through. It's whether Cardiff go back in for him. The manager was talking about him yesterday like quite openly but i did say on the, the pre the video i did yesterday like to me that can go that can mean one of two things because normally managers will say i don't want to talk about other teams players so the fact that he was so open about oh we nearly signed Kiefer Moore in the summer and we'd like to get him in january and he won't be on the bench for us that to me could be a bit of a smokescreen and he ends up signing someone from the Turkish league or you know wherever, and he's that that made me less confident that we were going to sign him. Actually, I I was pretty confident that we'd go back in for him, and then when I heard the manager being so open about it, because bearing in mind when they signed Syopis, the day before he was officially announced, the manager refused to talk about him, even though everyone knew he was in the country and doing his medical and stuff. So I find it a bit weird that he's talking about Kiefer Moore, but I guess we'll see. I think it'll be a good move. I think that would be a good move for him because he'd play week in, week out. He suits the way Cardiff play. And I think that's, from a Welsh point of view, we need all these players. There's too many players in that Welsh squad who are not playing regular football. So they come March, we need Nico Williams to be playing regular. We need Kiefer Moore to be playing regular. Brennan Johnson, all these footballers... We need them to be playing week in, week out for their clubs, being in form so that, you know, we can give it the best shot. And like you say, home game, one-off one off games at the Cardiff City Stadium, 
I would fancy Wales against most teams in Europe or the world in a one-off game to give them a game. I'm not saying we could beat anyone, but in a one-off game, I would give us a good chance against anyone because I think the atmosphere, the players, a mixture of everything, I think, is there. Interestingly, you mentioned um, the young players like um, you know Roden and Ampadu and these guys who have got this experience. Obviously, it was your brother who brought them in initially when he sort of moved away from the likes of Hal Robson, Carney, and people like that. Um, after you left me on Monday, um, obviously we had a range of we had a couple of different Welsh fans on talking, and um, Donna uh, Donna Perry came on. Uh, she was very openly, bluntly saying, "Page out, gigs in," um, which was kind of interesting because <clears throat> obviously. He didn't um, didn't finish the Welsh job how he would have wanted. He qualified but didn't get to lead them there. Do you think there's any chance if Page were to go that he would re- like go back into the Welsh job, or do you think it's unlikely? Mm, I don't know because he's he's a touchy bugger, isn't he? So he might have <laughs> think that no, he weren't loyal. I don't, I don't. Mm, yeah, probably because you know it's a job. You're back in football, and it's a job that he knows, players that he knows, so. Why would you not? Do you think that... But then, did they back him? Like, they kept him on as long as they could? I don't know. I like. I suppose they didn't, really. But did they have a choice? Because uh, it, it was going to drag on. Yeah. It was, they, they got, it was more like it got to a point where they had to just make a decision. Because... Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was. Not, not really, you know, your manager... Of the country on a on a on a no, it's a serious serious charge. So yeah, it's just just a weird one, it. Yeah, be interesting. Like I, I can see why some fans don't fancy Robert Page. I can see why some fans think he should go, even if they qualify. And I I understand it. Um, I'm not sure that going back to your brother is the right decision necessarily but then i look around and i think like who would if Why i was taking what would, would what would your reason be for not um i think if they would I, if i'm being brutally honest which i try to be you know when we're giving our opinions i don't think they're football reasons like i think it's more like because obviously it was serious charges blah blah, blah. and i just think I think my reasoning is that it would just be a bad luck. I think that's probably it because I think you can't deny that once he moved away from the older players and he blooded the youngsters and he did it his way, you can't deny he did a good job. Whatever people's personal opinion, you know, of of Ryan Giggs is, I think you can't deny that he did a good job for Wales. He qualified. You know, he's the only managers who've done that. It's like him, Coleman and... What's it? You know, in 1957 or whatever. Gary Speed. Uh, did Gary Speed qualify? Yeah. Did Gary Speed qualify? Well, but he, it, yeah. Uh, he yeah. put the, uh, he put the things in in place. Yeah, I'm not sure what he did. Thing in place, didn't it? I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But yeah, I'll take it. You know, it, but you but you get what I mean. He's that's yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. it's a small group of managers who have led Wales to qualification, and I think the other reason. Which Reese has kind of just put in. So, like I said, my reasons are probably non-football reasons. The other one, the other reason, which is probably the main reason, is I think it would split the fan base. Like there are people who would want him back, there are people who wouldn't want him back. And I think that was like I think it was like that, but when, when he first got the job in, in the first place, though, no. And then obviously... yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think that it's wor- it would be worse this time around because of why he left? Yeah, like the world the world is a touchy place, isn't it? When it comes to yes, it like, is. You've got, you've got to understand that it was, you know, in this they say it's innocent till proved guilty. It's, it's not. It's guilty till proved innocent. Well, it, it, yeah, didn't yeah, come yeah. So it, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it is, and, it's out in the open, even though you know. But I'm sure if 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 people went through your phones, you'd, you'd see. So it's a tricky one, but. You know, he's not... No, I agree, mate. I, at the end of the day, he didn't. He wasn't found guilty. Start winning games, you know, and he wasn't found guilty. Start losing games, 
then it can get quite nasty. So yeah, both ways. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Like, and and at the end of the day, like, it's to be clear, he wasn't found guilty of anything, and there's no reason, you know, why technically he couldn't just come back into football at any point he wants. So. It is where it is. Like, no, I wasn't there, so I don't know what happened. I don't know if, you know, he, and it, 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 would have to, it, would, it would have to qualify. If they don't qualify, do you think they're going to get rid of him? Yeah. I don't think he'd have the same amount of time and patience that he had previously. I think that's fair. But no, Page, I, if Page is done. Yeah, I think if, if, if Wales don't qualify, I think Page is done. And I think there's a slim chance... Even if they do qualify, they may part ways anyway by mutual consent. Um, but really? like, I do think there's a chance of it. I think it's unlikely, but I think there is a slim chance of it. But then I look around, and the only manager which really sort of sticks out to me, I think, like, I'm not like dead set that it's got to be a Welsh manager, like, it doesn't have to be. I just want the best man for the job, like Steve Cooper at Forest kind of sticks out for me as a potential choice. No I think, chance. But I just don't think he'll leave. I don't think he's at that point in his career. I think he's building something at Forest, and I think unless they sack him, he's there for the long haul. I can't imagine him just up in sticks and leaving Forest, even for Wales. But I don't know. You know it. You know him, don't you, Steve uh, Cooper? Or did you do a course with him or something? Sure, I played, he was at Bangor and I played at Bangor. That's it, man. I knew, so I knew him. He didn't drive, so I used to pick him up. He, he was lived in, obviously, in Chester or Wrexham or where, but I used to meet him at Chester, him and another kid, and he used to get in my car every mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. So he used to drop him off. Do you rate him as a manager? Yeah, he's really good, yeah. Yeah, he's really mm-hmm. good. You know, look what he's done to Forrest last year with all them players to stay up, and now they look like they're going to be... be Consolidate in in mid table. He's done a really good job, really good job. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think people underestimate as well how difficult it is to do a good job when you have like twenty odd players coming in. Like all those new players last year was ludicrous. So to be able to get those players together and and play the way they did towards the end of the season, it deserves a lot of credit. Um, I can't remember his name. I can't remember the name. The lad who used to come with, but yeah, he used to meet at Chester. Just there's, there's a there's a hotel where you come off of it. What was he like yeah. as a player, Cooper? Uh, just, a, just a midfielder, just a you know, tackle reliable, yeah, tackle, yeah, a steady header, yeah. Interesting. Um, I'm going to put this comment to you. This is about um about Ryan and Wales, and I want you to tell me if it's, if you think it's fair from your personal experience. Um, so Reese says, for, for me personally, I've never got the impression that he's a proud Welshman. I know people say it was Fergie, but I always felt as it, as a kid, he never pushed to go to the Wales teams enough. So not a fan. Like, <clears throat> so obviously he's got this reputation that he didn't turn up for Welsh friendlies, and obviously it was a different time. Do you think that's a fair statement? Say again. Uh, so he says, for me personally, I never got the impression that he's a proud Welshman. I know people say it was Fergie who stopped him going to the friendlies and stuff like that, but it always felt as if he never really pushed to go to those Wales camps. It's a tricky one. You've got to understand that, um, that <clears throat> he was in, a, in such a dominating team with United. And then you would go to Wales and obviously be not so dominating and get beat, blah, 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 blah. But he was very influenced by the, the manager where yeah. he should have been a bit more stronger and said, you know what, no, I'm going. But that's mm. that's that's that, that's obviously down to him. Being not a proud Welsh, I don't, but yeah, that's totally inaccurate. Inaccurate mm-hmm. because we, we're both the same. So, yeah. If he's like me, we're both the same. So, no, it's just that. He should have been more stood up to him more and said, but, but not winning made it easier. Thinking, oh, you know, going to struggle yeah. this week. So, Mr. Friendlies. yeah, but you know, he, he could have, if he was more invested, then he could have been 
a better bit. That's, yeah, it's, it's a difficult yeah. one. But not only not being a proud Welshman, no, that's totally inaccurate. Yeah. So the thing he's I a, think reserve character. The camera sees a reserved character. If he was himself, then you'd see a totally different person. Yeah. He's so guarded with the camera. You'll see it not every now and again himself, but you, you just get this role. Uh, so <clears throat> but he's not really like that, but obviously because it's the cameras and the, the, it's so... Well, he was... He never used to do the interviews. When he was first come through, Fergie wouldn't let him do interview like media, no, would he? Was and, like, he was young then. Yeah, he was young then. He was just trying to concentrate on his football and it was the right thing to do. Yeah, of course. But what I mean is the reason he's like probably so guarded about the media and the cameras and stuff like that is because he was brought up as a teenager into the first team to be that way. And he was coached and taught to be that way around the media and and, and like, like you say, I'm sure he's very different away from the cameras. But I don't know. I find it I like to me. It's easy with hindsight to say he should have stood up to Fergie. But like Fergie, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the impression that they was very much like a like a father son type relationship. Absolutely. Whereby yeah. I had a lot of respect. That's why I'm saying he had a lot of influence over him because mm. it was that kind of relationship. You know, we Fab was gone, he was gone when Ryan was like 14, 15. So that's when the relationship with them started. And obviously, he would have seen that and took him under his wing, which he did. So, uh, yeah, and it was, you know, sometimes he was injured, he had hamstring problems early on in his career. Totally changed his run. If you see it like 10, 11 years into his career, he stopped sprinting and started striding. Mm. So it was, uh, yeah, but. 20, I reckon another 15, 20 games he should have played at least. You know, he started playing when he was 17 and he only got to like, what, 50, 60 games? Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Like when you, think, he played, when you think Chris Gunter's got like 100 caps and, and he's probably Ryan played five, 600 league games and Ryan played yeah. like 960 odd. That's what I mean. So, you, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Like, I, on one hand, I can understand it. Like, I but can then understand it. too early for me as well that I would never retire from. But then, you know, I'd never retire from international football. Did he retire too early? I reckon he did. But, you know, these are all decisions that, that, that he's, he's got to live with because, you know, he chose them. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is it. That's like, where really different. I would have never retired from Wales. I would have never done that. But yeah. I could, and then I, then I think to myself, well, wait a minute. If I'm in a winning team and, I'm, you know, it's affecting me playing in that winning team. And if, if I go there when he do not want me to go there, it's going to put me in a tricky decision. I'm, knowing myself, then I'd probably go, nah, fuck you, I'm going, I'm going to play for my country. It's in a bit. That's what mm. I would probably do. But then I would probably want, wouldn't be there for as long as Ryan was because yeah. I would be like, nah. So who knows? Who knows? He's always, and of course, as with anything. It's, it's, lots in it. it's hypothetical. If this, if this, if this, yeah, it's well, easy with well, hindsight well, as well. well answer Reese's question, but not, not a problem. That's totally inaccurate, yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, like it's, it is what it is, isn't it? Right, let's have a let's have a look towards the weekend, mate. Just to finish off, um, before we do our predictions and stuff like that, um, we'll have a little a wee look at the championship this weekend because uh, you know championships always exciting, mate. Some big games in the Premier League this weekend, but I want to just have a quick look in the championship. Uh, Leeds are currently beating Rotherham one 0 away, which is um, right. Look, Rotherham would. Two Leeds fans in my work that what absolutely rip. And the- oh, mate, did you know you just reminded me the last time Leeds played on Friday? Um, you said they were playing Leicester and you were praying that Leicester absolutely yeah, Leeds was. spanked them. And that, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Leeds, Leeds, uh, it was the other way around, wasn't it? Yeah, um, so Cardiff are away at Preston tomorrow, three o'clock kickoff. That's going to be an interesting game. Preston, a fifth, they've um. They, they sort of stumbled a little bit, but they've won the last couple. International break means that everything almost starts again. It's like a fresh start. Cardiff in ninth have had a, a you know a good run of it the last couple of um, sort of between the last couple of international breaks. How do you see that game going? Do you think Cardiff can get anything away there? Because Preston, you know, they're they're up in fifth for a reason. They've been pretty. Oh, good but Cardiff up there, so it's, it's all about the perform. They perform. They, they can get a good result. We've got game up there because, like you say, Preston have uh, started well. 
I'd like to, like Cardiff have been really good away against some of the top like the top when I look at it they 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 lost the Leicester away but probably should have got at least a draw um the Ipswich game was close Leeds they were 2-0 up and should have probably held on but drew um and Southampton's next week Preston Sunderland they beat away so these games where they've played those sort of informed teams or the top teams away they were Cardiff have managed those games pretty well so I'd like to think that you know they could get something I'd take a draw now but you know it'll be interesting because like I say the, with the international break is you're almost starting again it's just trying to get a run together um some other no, no, notable games in the championship you've got Bristol City at Middlesbrough, I think that'll be quite a good one. Birmingham City at uh, Sheffield Wednesday is an interesting one to me because Sheffield Wednesday are rooted to the bottom of the table. I've only won one game all season. If uh, Rooney's going to pick up his first win, should be tomorrow, should it not? Who are they playing, did you say? Sheffield Wednesday. We've only won uh, one. You, know, you, would, you, you would think so, wouldn't you? But, won't you? But... Um... It's championship, you know, it's unpredictable. You never know. You never it is, know. It is and he's, he's struggling at the minute and things are going against him. So you won't put it past him. Sheffield wins to get the result. Is it at Birmingham though? Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, let me just double check that. I think it was... Yeah, Birmingham at home to Sheffield Wednesday. So the interesting thing with it is Birmingham have been bitten on the arse a bit lately where they've actually played quite well and then they've conceded late goals, which have kind of finished them off. So they conceded two late ones against Sunderland to lose 3-1 after being where it was one all for a long period. The game before that, they were 2-0 up and ended up 2-0-2-0. So they, you know, they, it does seem like they're, they're playing well in, <clears throat> playing well under Rooney in periods, but they don't seem to be able to hold on. So if they can do that against a team like Sheffield Wednesday who are struggling for form and everything else, then I think, you know, Stop the late goals. They should get a win. Um, Jordan James in the middle of the park. Dreamer on the left. They he's brought in a lot of the a lot of the players who he's brought into the starting lineup, like Jordan James and uh, Cody Drama, um, Bakuna Burke. They were at uh, Stansfield. They were all on the bench and not getting much game time before he came in. And I think he is starting to slowly see the benefit of those players coming in. Because they're starting to perform, and that you always get that with a new manager. But I'm kind of interested by it because a lot of those players were linked with moves away from Birmingham, and now suddenly they're starting. Are they going to want to leave? But it, we're, I don't know, mate. I, I still not convinced that Rooney's going to see out, you know, the test of the championship, and will he get sacked or will he move on to a bigger job in the long term? It remains to be seen. He's had a difficult start. It's a difficult league, though, isn't it? Like, being honest, it is yeah. just a hard league. You, know, come, you come in, it's fifth and six. You think you come into a solid club. Three weeks later, you're 18, struggling. Yeah. Yeah, it, it happens that quick, doesn't it? Like, you lose a couple of games yeah. and you are... Well, again, down, like, it can happen that quick where three weeks later, we could see it and he's six again. So, you know, just got to get one win. And then, you know... Yeah, you're then, cooking then. then yeah. And then we'll get into the Christmas period. Because you don't want to go into the Christmas period not with a win. Then these games start coming thick and fast. And you're on this bad run. You can, so it can go, habit, Yeah, it can go really wrong. Right, right, you get your habit of losing as well. And that's what in the habit of not getting as good results in a minute. So, needs to fix it. Fix it quick. So, no matter how big a name you are, you know, these fans will turn on you pretty quickly. Yeah, Especially I mean, and in Birmingham, they don't mess about. And when you're in that, but like you say, when you're in that bad form in the championship, if you were in a rough run of form, the Christmas period is like the worst time because in the championship, even though Sheffield Wednesday have only won one all season, it wouldn't be a massive shock if they go and beat Birmingham tomorrow two 0 or something. Like any team can beat you on the de- on their day in the championship. So if you go into a period where it's like Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Boxing Day, like, and you're in shite form, you're, you're going to struggle and you could be gone by January. Mm. Um, Some big, big games in the Premier League tomorrow, mate, and over this weekend. Um, 
we, we'll go into our predictions in a minute, but like you've got City versus Liverpool tomorrow. That's a that's a big game. I think Liverpool need to do Liverpool need to to win that to prove they're in a title race. Or do you think it's too? We haven't early? won there. No. What was it? Seven. We haven't won in City in seven, eight years. So be a good time to get a result. They're not, they're not the not the best. When well, they say not the best, you know, they're not firing all cylinders. Should I say? So it's a good time for Liverpool to catch them. So we'll have to be a good game. It always will be. So we'll wait and see. Do you think if City were to comfortably beat Liverpool, say for instance, that means Liverpool are not in the title race, or do you think no, no, it's so early in the season it just doesn't game, really matter? It's one game. Yeah. Um, Tottenham have slept a little bit, dropped down to fourth now, lost two on the bounce. Is that the beginning of what everyone's expecting? Or is no, it just... it's just it's the, it's the, it's the beginning of what happens if you, if you lose your best players and get injuries. Because they haven't got the strength in, in depth. No, you know, that, no that's that. Like an house on fire. Now Madison's gone, the centre-half's gone. It's a bit of disruption. They haven't got the quality to come in to replace them. And you start dropping points. This is where you know, City have, 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 have benefited with the streets ahead, the yeah. Same with Chelsea. Same with Arsenal. They've got that little bit of better quality on, on the bench. Interestingly, I'm, I was I had a meeting this morning with a, this guy who's a United fan. And he said he's found it really infuriating this year infuriating this year because United have had so many injuries and that's why they've been not great yeah but, Mason Mount again just cut pulled up yeah, got another month of me crazy mate but then Man City had Rodri out for two games and they lost both of them and they've got more depth than anyone Tottenham got a few players yeah, out they, they lose too you know there's there's levels no, no, no I understand that. Rodri going out and Calvin Phillips coming in. Yes, he's, a, he's an adequate replacement, but he's not Rodri. Of course. So, no, no, and I understand that. But I, I guess there's three key players in minutes. No, yeah. Haaland, De Bruyne, Rodri. Rodri. And, and possibly Diaz. Yeah, yeah, you think he's a big player. But it's interesting to me that these teams can miss one or two big players and the media is like, oh, you know. They got injuries, so it's understandable. But United have got like 17 injuries or whatever they had at one point, and it's, oh, it's 10, ha- ten arg out, ten arg out. It's, it's just way. weird, it's mate. It's weird. It's always been the way. Manchester United's the biggest club, so it gets more traction, gets more views. It's always been the way. And That's what I was going to. Um, I was going to have a quick look at was I was going to look at the Tottenham lineup because obviously Tottenham lost to Chelsea, had two players sent off, then followed that up by losing to Wolves. But I mean, Brennan Johnson scored early, and Tottenham were leading for ninety percent of that game, and they conceded goals in the ninety-first and ninety-eighth minute. Wolves, Wolves were on the ascendancy, though. It was, you know, Wolves played really well in that second half and deserved deserved to get the goal. Yeah, it's, Gary O'Neill, I think, is doing a really good job of Wolves. I've watched Wolves a couple of times this year, and they've been really, really good. But you know what's me? They they haven't. Certainly at the start of the season, they were playing really well, but they just didn't seem to be able to put the wins together. And just recently, they've started to get that. You need that striker up there, mate. You need that striker that gets you the goals. If you haven't got that, it doesn't matter how good you are. The struggles, look at United. They need a striker. Chelsea, desperate for a striker. You know, Arsenal, desperate for... These people, if they had top strikers, they would be... They, they, to be challenging for leagues. Just I mean, a couple of players away. What you know, probably Arsenal one player away. They get like a Tony, or yeah, Chelsea, or Chelsea get a Tony. That could be them on the stepping on the other. So these teams are one player away. United probably a bit more, probably like four or five players away. Even though they spend that much money, I think Rafael Varane's got a goal. Casemiro's got a goal. Who else has got a goal? Uh, I, I get rid of I get rid of Wambasaka. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting to me. That is because I think he's the best fullback at the club apart from Luke Shaw. Yeah, he is the best fullback. Hence, that's why you should cash in on him because he's been there for how long and he's not a Manchester United. He can't can't cross the ball. He's yes, he's a great defender, but we want need your, your fullbacks to be very good offensive. You know, if if you put Wambasaka's defending and Dalot's Offensive play, 
together, then you got you got a perfect fullback. Yeah, yeah, and and look, there is. If they had someone proper at the football club, we wouldn't have Dallot now. Dallot be yeah. sold, and we have Kieran Tripper right back, and that right back would probably be solved. Oh mate, if they let him go to Newcastle, yeah, they stuck with Dallot. So that was absolutely um, a mind-boggling decision to give Dallot a, a new contract and not go for Trippier. Like yeah, me and you I were talking personally. Personally, I know you do. Man United, the Manchester yeah. United. Yeah, oh. well, me and you talked off camera about Trippier. Like it was pretty. We had both yeah. heard that it was pretty much done, yeah. and then they just then then suddenly out of the blue they gave Dallas a new contract, and it was like, what are they doing? But, yeah, that's why they need a director of football. Question from Reese says, do you think Aaron Ramsdale leaves Arsenal in January? I think I he's got to go. I, I don't know. He play, he's playing Saturday. He could have a blinder Saturday. Then he, he, he's got the number one shirt. But Southgate has said if he doesn't play. Back here, but maybe, maybe Dan said Dan said doesn't fancy him. He's had five relegations or three relegation, whatever it is. So he may even not fancy him and think, right, I've got a bit. I'm upgraded now. I'll, yeah, let's cash I mean, in. Let's he did cash cost him last year, mate. Five million. Let's cash in. In that title run in last year, Ramsdale was responsible for some goals at big moments. Oh, exactly. So. so you wouldn't blame him if he was. Not like they get. Not like they've come in and they've replaced Peter Schmeichel, David Seen, and Peter Check. It's Aaron Friggin' Ramsdale. Come on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I agree. I think I think he will go because I think Southgate made some comments recently that said. Ramsdale as a keeper needs to play if he wants to be in the England squad. Oh, he's just a hypocrite. He's full of shit. Oh, of course he is. He's, he's I think Southgate's a disgrace in many things. He the way he goes about certain players. Like, an idiot. He's a hypocrite. Yeah, Same one thing. And then saying another. He's an idiot. I'll, 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 I'm loving because with that team, how they don't score more goals and how they don't. Uh, yeah, them two. Them last two games was a disgrace. Did they draw with Macedonia the other day? They were North Macedonia after beating 7 0 at home. Jesus Christ. And then uh, they, they, they beat Malta 2 0, but were 1 0 after it was, that 1 0 was an own goal. And then they got to a goal late on by Kane. But yeah, Malta at home. So North Macedonia draw. That's shocking, that is. Mm. Um, right, before we do our predictions. They drew with Italy, but they drew with Italy, North Macedonia. So no monks for drew with Italy. Yeah, come on. Should be tearing these teams apart, going for the throat and just tearing them apart. How can you when you're starting people like Jordan Henderson? <laughs> oh, that's what I was. You just reminded me of Jordan Henderson. I wanted to ask you. Um, I know it's a bit of a touchy subject, but um, did you see the comments from that? Um, I forgot. I forget his name. The footballer. Um, he's the only. He's the only out gay footballer in world football or UK football. I apologise, I cannot remember his name, but he was very critical of Jordan Henderson. He basically said when he came out last year or whenever it was, Jordan Henderson personally contacted him, you know, said, we're all behind you, we support you, blah, blah, blah. And then he said he feels let down because Jordan Henderson has gone to Saudi Arabia to play his football. Right, what would I say? This is what I would say to this. Yes, can he not support you and then support the number one thing is his family? And yeah. make them secure for the rest of life, and their kids' kids, and their kids' kids. Can that can that not be in his? Can he do both well? things? Can, you know can both things do... be true? Pardon? I said, can he do both? Like, can both things be true yeah. at the same time? Well, what's what's the problem with a man earning a living? Yes, he's a very good living where he's in Liverpool. But so, what if he wants to choose to go over there? He can choose to go over there. I don't see the, the, this issue with this Jordan Henderson thing. So, so he he he, he was back in LBG. That's good. What, because he goes over there, oh, he's totally against it now, because they, yes, they, they've got, you've got, if you go to somewhere else, you respect their laws and respect their culture. This is the problem in, in, in our country. People don't respect our culture and they come here and thinking, go there, think, come here and expect us to respect theirs. But when they don't do it here, it's frustrating. But yes, yeah, I don't see the part, I don't get, I don't see the issue with it. It doesn't no. matter. You know, he yeah, supports you. He's, 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 he's took his time to support you and and give you his time. What? Because he goes to play for another team. Inside, he's got nothing to do. He's a footballer. Yeah, he's looking at good wages, and he's going to support his family, make his family very very secure. His kids, kids, his kids, and and so on. 
I don't You're see talking, uh, Yeah, mate, like, I just think anybody who's criticising anybody for taking life-changing money, like, he's not doing it, he's, he's not doing anything wrong, he's just going to play football, but it's life-changing money for his he children. He doesn't come out and say that. Listen, yeah. I do support that, but the number one thing in my in my world is my family, and that's what I'm doing. I'm just I don't care what anyone else thinks. You can do whatever you think, you think, you think. You're stick your your ass, mate. I'm doing what I'm doing for my family. Yes, it's a yes, it's a it's not a, a strong league as a Premier League, but guess what? I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid very very well. So, yeah, yeah, and they're all hypocrites, mate, because they'd all take the money themselves. Um, Correct. Like all these, I don't necessarily mean that guy because I would assume he probably wouldn't. But the generally speaking, Saudi Arabia. All of a sudden, tomorrow, okay, we, we, we abolish the game. Gays are welcome. Well, we love gays. Together, uh, that football. Do you want to come and be a coach in Saudi Arabia for ten five million a year? Will he turn it down? No, yeah. you won't. Yeah, I won't. Um. So uh, at five, I, uh, me and Roger are going to do our predictions. We're going to finish up. Then I will be back. To do the Cardiff City versus Preston preview, it's, it's one. It's a lot of fifty-fifty games this week. It is. It's a difficult one, isn't it? So yeah. uh, first game up, Newcastle at home to Chelsea. I have gone with one three to Chelsea. I have gone two one to Newcastle. Well, there straight away. There's a difference. Interesting. Uh, Nottingham Forest at home to Brighton. I've gone two one Forest. Same two one Forest. So I'm going to go two one Brighton. Oh, is it? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Burnley at home to West Ham. I went 2-1 West Ham. I've gone 1-0 Burnley. So, this week, we are going to be our, our opposite ends of the spectrum, regardless. Um, Brentford, 2. Arsenal, 2 is what I've gone. Are you taking the piss here now? <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Uh, so, I've gone 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Spurs, Villa, I've gone 2 all as well. 2-1, Spurs. Uh, and then, finally, Manchester United away at Everton. It's going to be a very tricky game for United. They've got more injuries. But I think uh, Ten Hag is starting to find his mojo again. And uh, I've gone 2-1, United. I have gone 2 1 Everton. Interesting. Like Everton, always struggled there. They've got the tails behind them. There'll be a lot of banners. It'd be lively there. Always difficult place to go. It's one of them old grounds. They're right on top of you. I think they'll struggle there someday. I hope for, you know, if they win, then happy days. But I've got 2 1 Everton. That, I find that fascinating. Well, because... two ones there, isn't there? Say again. I've got 3 2. I've got 1 2. 1 2. Three, four, two, ones. Yeah, they're all all quite close ones, aren't they, this week, though? Like, my thing, I feel like Ten Hag is starting to get his groove a bit and starting to find a little bit of rhythm. I think the players look like they're playing for him as well. However, Everton are in good form. They, I know they've got the points deduction, which is how they react to that, I think, is a big thing. Like, if those players, and I think it'll galvanise them as a club, as a team, as a squad, particularly the playing squad. But there's always a, a possibility that they could suffer a bit of negativity from it. Um, there's going to be massive protests at that game from the crowd due to the, the points deduction. They've already kind of made that very clear. Um, it's interesting to me, though, mate, because it's very rare that you all predict against United, even when they were, you know, have been struggling you tend to still lean towards them, understandably. I've just, so. I've just thought this all week, so I can't, we can't go against what I think all week now. I think yeah. it's, it's getting very difficult uh, the news that Everton have had. So, yeah, it's always difficult there. I've never really... The only time I've really gone there, I actually was there at Goodison as well. We won the league. David Beckham's got a free kick in 2003. But... Um, been there a couple of times, but every time I've watched it recently, I go to some part watching it at home. So we've always uh, struggled there. So yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I th they're always good games, though. I got to say, like 
very rarely do you have a game between United and Everton which is boring to watch. Like you know, I think wasn't it last year? Was it last year they were t- United were two 0 down at Goodison Park and they got it back. Ronaldo and Fernandez scored. I'm sure it was last year they were two 0 down. But yeah, it's always a good, always a good game, good atmosphere, proper, a proper like, um, like old school traditional atmosphere uh, there. So uh, yeah, it should be good. Could be the last. When do they go into their new stadium? Is it next year? Uh, I think it'll be next year. Yeah. So this will be the last, unless they get drawn in the FA Cup, be the last United Everton game at Goodison Park. Historic. Yeah, it's, it's, like I say, it's an old ground. It's one of the old grounds um, where you can be like, what's the word? Are you like close to the pitch there? You can, no, yeah, you're close to the pitch. You can be behind a post. Like you're posting in your, in your view. Oh, is old ones, yeah. Is it Gladys Road? Is that? Am I thinking of the right? Gladys Road, yeah. Yeah, Gladys End. I, Gladys End. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's actually... One of the one of the grounds that I would have liked to have done, and I haven't. Um, and obviously, I I would assume they're going to knock it down once once they go into the new stadium, which means I probably will never do it. But um, yeah, it's some big games this week in the championship and the, and the Premier League. Is there Champions League next week? I think there is, isn't there? Yeah, I think is it. Is it or is it go? Let's have a look. Uh, fixtures. But up Tuesday, yes, Champions League. So you've got Paris Saint-Germain versus Newcastle, Milan, Dortmund, City versus Leipzig. Um, and then United are away at Galatasaray. Caught the six kickoff on Wednesday, just before the uh, Cow City final show. Well, it's kickoff United. Wednesday, is it? Yeah, caught the six kickoff. Galatasaray. Sweet. All right, mate. Nice one, mate. Appreciate your time. Have a good weekend. And um, I'm sure I'll speak to you over the weekend and I'll speak to that person who we were on about earlier and then um, get back to you with some dates and all that sort of in stuff. a bit mother sports social podcast network